To all who come to this happy place, welcome. beautiful people welcome to episode two of the diz insider show the exclusive podcast to the insider.com patreon i am the editor-in-chief of the diz insider.com skylar schuler i am here with my best friend co-editor-in-chief Derek cornell Derek, i'm just a glorified assistant but i'm doing great oh jesus doing great thank you boss <laughs> i'm stop it Stop it. Stop it. You know, I hate that. Okay, sorry. Uh, We just wanted to start off this show by uh, letting everyone know that this show is brought to you by all our wonderful subscribers to Patreon. And we do have a few executive producers. And before we now supporting the show, yeah, we want to, before we even shout out their names, because they are the executive producers, they're the ones who help make this show work and everything else work. We want to shout out everyone on the Patreon. Like it just we want to make sure that everyone is appreciated. Um so thank you to all those who are even with um, our five dollar packages, yeah, we it, want- it really still helps. Like I mean, we would do this podcast for a dollar or yeah. with one five dollar subscriber. Yeah. And we want to thank those that even aren't subscribed, those who are supportive on Twitter, the website, Instagram, Facebook. We want to make sure that you guys all know we do appreciate even everything you, you do Devin. for us. Yes, even you, Devin. Inside joke. Um, but executive producers, who are our executive producers so far? We just launched the podcast and the Patreon last week, and we already have a few. Okay, so this episode is brought to you exclusively by Elliot Bullock II, Eric Nova, and Brian Grebel. Those are our three producers that make this show possible, and we love them. And... Yeah, Shirts are being are made free. for you guys right now. Exactly. And yeah. buttons. We're yeah. designing them right now. So you guys should... Um, we just want to make sure they're perfect for them. We didn't know that we would get uh, $20 uh, packages so quickly. Yeah, this is new so for us. We're, we're on the speed drive of trying to get you guys your stuff. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. And those who are on the level, we are creating a page on the website to where your social media of your choosing is on the website. That way, you know, anyone that visits the website and wants to check out our Patreon, they can meet our executive producers and even follow them on social media of your choice. Yeah. Um, So that's something else that's pretty cool. And as we start to get this podcast and Patreon going further, there's going to be a lot of new tiers and incentives to keep you guys coming back. And, you know, we're going to have a great time and we're going to make sure you guys basic stuff. Like we're going to add a lot more for you guys. Exactly. And we want to make sure that you guys are happy because we're happy that you're happy and vice versa. Uh, We get to do this all the time. So which would be awesome. Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for listening to the first episode of the podcast. Uh, It looks like our little, uh, little mermaid rumor slash scoop went pretty wild on uh, social media. People were excited. But uh, we have a hot one for you later today in the show. Um, So please just just remember this show that we do here is us talking about things that we hear, whether they're rumors or actual scoops. We are going to talk about what we're hearing, you know, in the entertainment world. Uh, from a journalism background and uh, things that Derek and I continue to hear from our sources. And we're going to break it down for you guys. So the rumor of the week this week, um, 
could be, you know, something that you guys are going to see, you know, broken either on our site or maybe even a big name site. So it's always something you should keep in the back of your mind. But today's show, you know, you want to hear the news. You want to hear us talk about all the hottest uh, news in the world of Disney. We're going to just get right into it. Uh, first up is a little bit of Captain Marvel news. And Derek, what do you got for us? Yeah. So um, we've been hearing a lot about uh, the second half of uh, the Marvel kind of the Marvel bracket. So we actually, it wasn't too long ago that no, you had, you had messaged me about black Panther and black Panther two. And there was another one that that actually got what production start dates. Yeah. So it's not, it's not clear when black Panther two will start. Um, there's a production grid out there that has dates for 2021 uh, start dates. Great. Um, but it just came out today that the Guardians of the Galaxy one uh, was oh, debunked. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no news on the um, Black Panther 2. So. Okay. Because I was going to say, James Gunn has a lot on his plate right now. Yeah, he's I mean, he's good. especially editing the Suicide Squad from home. That has to be. And you know what was, you know what's funny is that uh, we both follow James Gunn on Twitter. Right. And he, he he posts a lot of like updates and it's it's it depends on what you think is an update, but they're updates. And I believe he's on his fourth draft of the Guardians three. So he's yeah, been cranking like it that. out. So especially with being at home, I mean, what else are you going to do? And, so, <laughs> yeah, And here's the thing. He's going to his focus right now isn't on Guardians of the Galaxy. It's on the Suicide Squad. Absolutely. And that movie comes out in 2021. So I'd be shocked if he started production on a Marvel movie while he's still trying to do press for the Suicide Squad and get that already. So that's just too much. I'm thinking maybe a late summer, maybe fall 2021 start date for for Guardians. Black Panther could be any time. Obviously, Ryan Coogler's coming back, right? Ryan Coogler is confirmed to come back. I believe he's the one writing the script for the second one. Ooh. So there's some news there. But uh let's okay. talk about yeah. everyone's favorite female superhero next to the other female superheroes. Yeah. So um so during the week, uh we got word that uh well we didn't get word, but it kind of broke uh over Twitter that Michelle McLaren, who is a very uh famous TV director, she's been involved with she's directed multiple episodes of uh Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead. Um which are all very, very drama-filled shows. So it's not like she's coming off of Big Bang Theory or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is only a rumor for right now. Um, right. But she's being looked at uh, to helm uh, Brie Larson and Captain Marvel 2, which was announced at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, funny enough, uh, that cowboy ninja Viking uh, that we were all like... It's a comic book, first of all, but we were all pretty stoked to see Chris Pratt come in like as a cowboy ninja Viking. So it's uh, so weird, but it it sounds so cool. I know, but uh, unfortunately, that got put on hold. And uh, actually, Michelle McLaren was supposed to take over that one. So I'm not shocked that she's actually kind of like tiptoeing in the comic, you know, universe. And I think Marvel, just with the with the with the area that Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, the the world that's set upon, is so meticulous and so drama heavy that I think that she'd be a great addition to this film. I mean, you got Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden, which, and it looks like they're going to miss Marvel by the way. So there it's not like they were fired or weren't returning. It looks like they wanted them. Obviously Marvel and Disney want them for, 
you know, future Marvel Studios projects, and it looks like it's Miss Marvel. Um, Michelle McLaren, I, I, here's the thing. She hasn't done too many big screen things, but the show... She's she, only done one feature film. Yeah, but the... It was a horror movie back in 2008 or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what that is, but the, the shows she does are very cinematic. Hits. You know, Game of Thrones could be movie level. Breaking Bad, the movie Walking level. Dead. Yeah, these are these are huge, and not only just drama, but their own version of action, visual effects. Well, exactly. I, I don't want to say Breaking Bad or Walking Dead is visual effects heavy, but I mean but they're action? practical effects heavy. But Game of Thrones, she's directed some of the most like the best yeah, ones. Yeah, that is, as far as I've heard, and The Walking Dead is just which you wouldn't nice know. Mix. You don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm sorry, everyone gets so <laughs> mad at me for that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, you know what's funny is Michelle McLaren, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. You might have to fact check me on this. Okay. Michelle McLaren, I believe, was one of the finalists for Wonder Woman at the time to direct Wonder Woman before Patty Jenkins got it. Really? Yeah, I think so. So I can't fact check you on that because I didn't even know that. <laughs> I see. I, it's uh, something. But yeah, so... Are you excited for Captain Marvel 2? There's talks of it being um, around Secret Invasion, um, which, which is very popular cool. yeah. uh, comic book storyline. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, um, oh, we went to the press screening together. That was a good time uh, for press. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was just it was uh, it was on the level for me as like Guardians Volume 2 or Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like it wasn't, which like, I don't agree with. I th- okay, it's top to me. It's not top tier, but it's no. not bottom tier. In well, my and, and I understand that. It's just like if we got Captain Marvel, what would have or how she has been in the Avengers movies, that would have been cool, right? Um, but as far it. as like, it's just another origin story, and um, but I'm excited for Captain Marvel too. But as far as the first one went, I wasn't too impressed with it. I walked out of the I walked out of that movie the same feeling I had with Thor: The Dark World, and that should tell you a lot. Uh, see, I don't think it's that bad. But we, but Thor: The, the Dark World is I even like, that bad. Though. I see. I was just gonna say I like Thor: The Dark World. I don't like some of the things they did with it, but it's I still enjoyed it. Um, I just thought that they could make Malekith the accursed. I I do better. think that. Michelle McLaren brings a much needed breath of fresh air to Captain Marvel. Yeah, but absolutely, especially when she's working with teams right. that, you know, from like the most famous TVs. Like if you looked at TV on IMDb, like you're looking at top 20 with all three of those shows in there. Oh, exactly. Oh, no. So doubt. she has, she's more than qualified to take over a feature film. Exactly. She's has so much stuff to prove it. So. Yeah. Um, another, uh, some more news is we're shifting from Marvel over to a galaxy far, far away. Ooh, Star, uh, Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. So there's been a couple actors that have joined the Mandalorian. It feels like every single day someone new is joining this series. Which and I am funny. I am, that, um, I am totally cool with it, by the way. Yeah. So Katie Sackoff is reportedly playing Bo Katan in the Mandalorian season two, who's a character that has been seen in the clone wars and rebels voiced by Katie Sackhoff. Oh, and then, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. And then I always say this guy, you know, what's right. funny is, uh, uh, I saw a tweet the other day where Katie Sackhoff in November of last year said, I cannot wait to share this news with you guys. Yeah. I guarantee you that was Bo-Katan. It, it had to be. Yeah, it had yeah. to be because that's when they were filming the Mandalorian. But season what's funny two. is that the, uh, the show is already wrapped filming. 
Yep. And it's just cast leaks. Uh, yeah, at this point, it's... Yeah, because she f- uh, reportedly filmed her scenes in February. Um, another actor who's actually a big-name actor who's been in quite a few movies oh, and TV, man. it's Timothy Oliphant. 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 Yeah. It's Timothy, like if you're listening, because we, we know you're a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> Thank you so sorry, much, Timothy. and we're very sorry that we pronounced your name wrong. He's yeah. playing oh, an unknown God. character, yeah. but he's an awesome actor, by the way. You know what? Um... I have been seeing fan casts of what he, Captain Thrawn. Yeah, I mean it, it's possible. Here's the thing, dude. He would just, be insanely good at that role. Yeah, in the course of the last month, we've gotten Ahsoka Tano, oh, Katie yes. Sackoff, uh, Boba Fett. Boba, uh, <laughs> I said it two weeks in a row. I don't even care anymore. Oh Boba Fett. This is the stuff I live for. Timothy Oliphant, and I'm sure there's a couple other castings that oh, I'm absolutely. not even thinking off yeah. the top of my head, including the directors that were just uh, announced, which is like yeah, Peyton, Reed, Peyton Reed, Robert Rodriguez. Bryce Dallas Howard's coming yeah. back. Yeah, so this, this show is... At this point, it's very, very very obvious that they are going very heavy with Dave Filoni and how he's... A, I wouldn't be surprised you know, if like genius. Aang, Katara, uh, so- Sokka... Oh, and, she's uh, all all his, disappeared uh, in the Mandalorian. Yeah, all his Avatar characters. Which also came out on Netflix. It's not Disney news, but I'm super stoked. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, anyway. But yeah, so it, Thrawn could be a character he's playing. Um, Katie Sackoff is an awesome addition because she has background with sci-fi Battle series. Star Galactica. And, you know, um, she's been in a bunch of other things. If I'm not mistaken, Did you ever see that Power Ranger. I was just going to say she was the Pink Ranger. Oh, yeah. So was, sick. Which was really good. I you Super know, good. Yeah. So it's still on YouTube if you guys want to go check it out. Very dark, though. It's not like you're happy. Let's beat up the. No, that's what monk. Power Rangers should have been. It was yeah. kind of like that with the the 2017 version, but more teenaged, uh, you know, focused. Yeah, but yeah. I are you excited for the Mandalorian season yes. two? Do you think? They, yes. Okay, I am too. Absolutely. Uh, so I am. I am too. My. Are I you, just like the fact that they're bringing in Clone Wars and Rebels because guess what? I love. I you love continuity. Continuity. But my my thing is, is it starting to become too much? You think it's becoming overpopulated? Uh, no, well, as as of right now, I love Katie Sackoff. I, I'm super excited. I like Timothy Oliphant. I like Boba Fett coming into the series. Thank you. You're welcome. Ahsoka Finally. Ahsoka Tana Tana is gonna be cool because it's a Jedi in a series that's well, filled I mean, up with bounty they've hunters. Made her so important to the Skywalker saga. You, she was Anakin's Padawan. The yeah. fact that we haven't heard from her ever except in the animated series like and what's funny dude is uh Rosario Dawson. We've we called that. Yeah. Went, that- well it, it's not that we called it, but she was perfect for the role and then Boss Logic went and did something about her and it looks really good. Really good. So it, I, I'm excited. I'm just scared that the you, there's there's a niche fan. There's a, it's a group of fan niche niche whatever. There's an, a niche group of hardcore Star Wars fans that do not like the Clone Wars and Rebels, and that's what scares me. With yeah, the but everybody, if you like Star Wars, you should like all Star Wars. I, I know, I know, but that sadly that's not how it works. Yeah, um, I don't think it's coming, becoming overpopulated. I am so excited for the Mandalorian season two and this, and for, for what we know, um, as far as you and I both know, at least that these roles are very small. Like, 
Ahsoka yeah, Tano's yeah, yeah. role, one episode. Boba Fett's uh, role, one episode. Um, not 100% sure on uh, Bo-Katan, but it would have to be one episode with Ahsoka. Yeah, right? because, because they, they don't... Were one, they go hand in hand. Yeah, they don't want to... Can you imagine an episode where they're all in there? It'd be muddy. I would love to see them just gradually introduced because they're all going to have their own separate storylines of why or how they interact with Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian. So, and there's, there's talk, but I guarantee you a lot like Ahsoka is probably going to dive right in or be connected more than anybody to uh, the child. Yeah. Well, she's reportedly getting her own series. Uh, There's rumors that Boba Fett will have a bigger role in season three of the Mandalorian, which was actually that Darth Maul is appearing. Yeah, don't believe that. That was a we got this covered. Yeah. I just wanted to make fun of them for a second. Yeah, it, it, watch now. It's gonna happen. Don't say. Don't give them credit. Oh man, Ugh. they're horrible. They're dark, boring, yeah. throwing website. Um, but a lot of these uh, characters that are appearing are branching off into their own shows. Will, will appear in season three. Um, so we're excited for Star Wars. So let us know what you guys yeah. think. Give us your fan cast for uh, Timothy over there. Uh, uh, we, General Throne. That's a good fan cast. I don't know. I'm I'm not super good yeah. on the lore of Star Wars. Derek, that Derek is just to kind of continue just just for a moment about the Mandalorian. Did you see the documentary? Yes. And by How the way, good was that? Okay. I learned three things from that documentary. First, the the film Lucasfilm and Disney is very very serious about disney plus and star wars like good. they are taking good care yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. my second thing is i have no issue with kathleen kennedy because for the most part i've enjoyed the star wars films that disney's released oh every single one yeah no i've enjoyed i've enjoyed them all but when the time because they're not going to fire her but when the time comes that kathleen kennedy needs to step down it's John Favreau's job. Oh, to absolutely. Lose. It's it's all his. Like, and you can see that from that show. Uh, he just he knows how he cares to, about he, the property. He knows so how much. to get talent. He yeah. knows the story. He's a fan of the property, and it, it just I was I was like, oh my goodness, he could be the Kevin Feige of Lucasfilm here. For yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things I took away was which they already have a great relationship, like with Kevin Feige and. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah. the The other thing is the directors. Like the ultimate tag team. The third thing is all the directors. Deborah Chow, who's getting Obi Wan. I am ninety nine point nine percent more excited for uh, the Obi Wan series, and that's only because I was one percent excited for the Obi Wan series, and now I'm a hundred percent excited. Just for because it. of Deborah Chow. Just because of Deborah Chow. Oh, because interesting. I I I've seen I, as soon as Ian McGregor came up. I'm hard, cool I was with like, that, dude. I'm all in. I was cool with with Ian McGregor. I have no issue with that. My my right. my huge issue was I I want new stories like The Mandalorian. But man, you bring in Deborah Chow and team her up with someone like Ewan McGregor, Ooh. you can give us yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. Rick Fama Ua, I think he's going to be used even more. I heard he's going to start directing episodes of Cassie and Andor when that come when that series uh, uh, yeah. comes to light. By the way, we got two castings on that. Too. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that one. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's I the daughter of Ron Howard, one of the greatest, of Solo. yeah, one of the greatest directors of all time. Yeah, by the way, very very close relationship with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and uh, Kurosawa, which exactly. she which she mentioned, and uh, so and she did one of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian, very action packed and very emotional, which is which is awesome. And then you have Dave Filoni, which we've already talked about. Yeah. Taika Watiti, yeah. who now has his own Star Wars movie, which was a no brainer. 
Absolutely. Uh, he directed the final episode of The Mandalorian, which a lot of people enjoyed. So he's IG 11. Oh, I like uh, 11. So it's, it's, they're gathering these directors. And we just mentioned in season Thor Love and Thunder coming out. This dude yeah. is doing great. Oh, yeah. And not to mention season two, John Favreau was, is going to direct an episode himself. Good. Peyton Reed, who directed Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, both great Marvel Studios films, and he's he rumored, Fantastic Four. And, anyway. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's rumored for Fantastic Four, and then they bring in Robert Rodriguez, who is the Ooh, epitome. Death proof. Yeah, uh, he's the epitome. Yeah, uh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Very Alita close Battle relationship Angel. with one of my favorite directors, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah so he, and he directed that god awful Alita Battle Angel. So they're bringing in talent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> by the way, Robert Rodriguez is a fantastic director. Fantastic. He's had he his downs, but they've Cameron. all had those. But they've all had their downs. Let's remember that John Favreau directed that movie Zathura. So they've all directed I a bad movie. That movie. Uh, Jumanji ripoff. Um, Shut up. But let's talk about Cassian Andor for a minute. Yes, for those this underwear. dives right into Rogue One, which yeah. it's it's a no brainer having these guys in here, and you know. Um, Sorry, I'm going to branch off on this a little bit. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, there's two reoccurring characters that were in Rogue One. It was um, it was Bail Organa and it was General Draven, which were both, uh, you know, in multiple Star Wars movies. Uh, Bail Draven was played by somebody else, of course, because he appeared in what was it? Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? Or you with, with, with Draven or Bail Organa? General Draven. I don't remember where General Draven came I from. I think he was one in the OG Star Wars movies. Was he? I didn't know. I know for sure he was in Rogue One. I know Bail, Bail Organa Mothman. is in Revenge of the Sith and in Rogue One. Obviously, yeah. he's the adoptive father of Princess, Princess Leia. Princess Leia, yeah. Um, which his plan, like by this time, like he only has like a year old yeah. before Darth Vader blows that crap up. Yeah, so <laughs> it's 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 gonna be cool to see him again. They reteam with their Rogue One co-stars, uh, Cassian Andor, K2SO, and Mon Mothma's coming back, played by uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who played the character in Rogue One. Yeah, and I'm just excited for Alan Tudyk's K2SO. I'm excited for Still in Skarsgård. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see who he plays. Uh, Denise Go and Kyle Soler are also coming. It, Sorry, say that again. I totally cut you off. That's it's, my bad. It's okay. It's okay. Kyle Soler and uh, Denise Guff. They're also in uh, signed on to for unknown roles. Uh, still in right. Skarsgård, we don't know who he's playing. Oh, it could be villain, probably. Where where does this show rank for you in terms of excitement compared last. to the other? Uh, it is last. Yeah, for me too. It's it's it, not the fact that this is not going to be a good show. It's just the fact that Cassian Andor is such a weird character to pick for his own series. Yeah, he... I wanted Chirrut. <laughs> I wanted uh, Jane Urso. Oh, yeah. That'd be interesting. Like her time with like from... Leaving, uh, what was uh, what was the character's name? It was uh, Forrest Whitaker. What was his? Oh, oh, name? oh, my Sagarera. Sagarera. I wanted to see her. Who was in Rebels, by the way? Yeah, I wanted to see her interactions and her kind of like storyline with with him. 
Yeah. I mean, let's but, be honest. Uh, Rogue One is weird. just the weirdest movie to do spinoffs of. It, it's just all those characters would be oh, weird. No, like, I love that because it dives right into they stole the Death Star plans. That's no, 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 no. I like the movie Rogue One. I'm oh. saying the, taking those characters and giving oh, them their own yeah, series. Yeah, it's I weird. Might yeah. as well give them a K2SO. I'd rather see K2SO. How he was built. Yeah, exactly. And what, how Shop he class. became. You know what is actually going to be cool? Is if they introduced how Cassian Andor came across K2SO because he is a Death Star droid. Yeah, and that'll be interesting. He like recalibrated him to be, you know. And I love that Alan Tudyk's coming back, by the way. Yeah. Alan Tudyk could do no wrong. He is the new kind of John Ratzenberg for Disney. He's been in Moana. He's been in the Aladdin uh, remake. He's Duke Wesselton in uh, the Frozen in the first Frozen. He was Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. He's just in everything. Yeah, right he now. was uh, the Candy King in yeah. Fred and Ralph. Yep, and he was the in the sequel. He was the little. I can't even remember his name. He's a little no-brainer guy. He knew everything. It was Mr. Nosemore. Oh, Nosemore. Yeah. Nosemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's like, in everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's like the Google engine. Yeah, exactly. So he's awesome. We love him. He was in Dodgeball. We love Dodgeball. Oh, yeah. hi, hi, Pirate Steve. Yeah, Pirate Steve. Yeah. So we're we're Alan Tudyk fans. I would say that I have faith because of the Mandalorian, but it's not one that I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait. No, it's it's. I, I need to see more before I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but it, but until then, you know, enjoy the star Wars news while it's here. Yeah. So um, shall we go into a little parks news? Yeah. Let's, about, let's talk um, about parks. Cause I know that I'm not very familiar, but you're super park heavy. And <laughs> I like going. Yeah. But I, but I do you, my best to dive into, you know, the yeah, parks and so, how they're run. So talk about Shanghai a little bit. Yeah. And maybe some future for Florida and uh, Anaheim. Yeah, so Shanghai actually reopened last week, uh, did a soft opening. They only wanted to bring in 30%, you know, uh, guest capacity, which is around 20,000, I believe. Um, yeah. It's- Sorry. What? That's 30% capacity? It's oh, 20,000? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tiny. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, yeah, because guests that just blew my mind. Oh yeah, because uh, the capacity for Shanghai is, I believe, is ninety ninety thousand or ninety five thousand. What is that in terms of Florida and Anaheim? Do you know off the top of your head? Off the, I don't think it compares to Anaheim or Florida. I, That's I, way more, right? I, or is it way less? Well, it's not way more than Florida. Uh, way more than Florida. I think Florida is. Somewhere crazy with like 120 to 150,000. Where that's Disney, max capacity? Yeah, I think so. Where Disneyland, I believe it's 75,000, if I'm not mistaken. It could be even that's smaller. Insane. Disneyland is, I would have Disneyland never thought, very smaller, uh, tight. It's tight knit at Disneyland. Right. That's why there's two parks and they, they consider the capacity between the two different. Um, which I think Walt Disney World is uh, 75,000 each. Might be. I couldn't even tell <laughs> That's you. So crazy. It, right, it's anyway, scary sorry. to talk about. Yeah. Anyways, they did a soft opening. They're do everyone must wear masks. They're doing social distancing lines. A lot of them are, you know, cues oh, where like three, four hours. Yeah, long. it's 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 a it's weird to think about, but you know, China's <laughs> very good about respecting those kind of rules and regulations when it comes to health and safety. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do it in, you know, in Florida. In California, it's going to be much different. Um, I have no idea how that's going to work. Um, but I bet you give it a couple weeks, you know, Florida will be the next park to open before California. And I think it's going to be 
what does Shanghai do? So we can take inspiration from Shanghai into Florida. And then Florida, California will take inspiration from Florida. Right. Um, I'm going to use the restroom real quick. So uh, dive into, I don't know, Atlantis. That's got uh, a new development going. Yeah. So Atlantis, this is one that fans have wanted for a long time. I don't know why, because I here's everyone's going to get mad at me. Atlantis, The Lost Empire is not my favorite Disney animated film. And it didn't do good at the box office. Let's remember that. And what's so weird is Michael Eisner, when he, he was the Disney CEO before Bob Iger, he was greenlighting Disney sequels left and right. We all know of the, you know, the VHS or straight to DVD sequels that they were doing on their classic animated films. Um, but you had, a, you know, Atlantis, Milo's Return. And anyways, the weirdest movie they have greenlit and are putting into development is Atlantis, The Lost Empire, a live action remake. And nothing is known on this project at this time. It's in very early development. They're still looking for a writer for the project. They are looking for a director on the project. And do not expect casting announcements for this movie. Maybe until later this year, like maybe November, December at the earliest, because it's, it's so far in early develop or it's so soon in development that we just, we won't know for quite some time. And, you know, on that note, when we're talking about this stuff, everyone criticizes the Disney live action remakes, which I love, by the way, uh, for the most part, I love them all. But no one ever criticizes the straight to DVD sequels to the animated films. I'm like, if you're going to be upset on a remake, why are you not that upset about a sequel to that film that connects directly to that film? It's so crazy how how that works. Um, but yeah, like I said, not as known on Atlantis, uh, the lost empire, but we already know that Disney is very, 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 very much into their live action remake slate. They have Hercules on the way. They they're working on the little mermaid here pretty soon. They have Peter Pan and Wendy in development, snow white, Bambi, Robin hood. And there's talks of a Tarzan live action remake. Uh, so you know, Disney has their plate full and they want to, you know, develop new stories based on their animated films. So not a lot is known on this project, but, you know, keep an but eye this out. This is something that we kind of knew was coming. This is something that I wanted. Really yeah, bad. but the, so I didn't I I figured it was coming, but it's kind of like Treasure Planet. Atlantis. Oh, don't you? Don't I want no, no. I dare. I want. Let me clarify this before you come after me. <laughs> I want Treasure Planet because I think it's the perfect idea to bridge the idea of, let's say, Star Wars plus Pirates of the Caribbean and intertwine them as one movie, in terms of you know story and ideas, what they can do. Right. It's like a pirate, a pirate's version of Star Wars. That sounds awesome. The problem is that movie. Treasure Planet bombed at the box office. Atlantis bombed at the box office. Really? And that's why it. Sh yeah, that's why it shocked me that they wanted to do a live action remake on something that failed at the box office. Um, but and it's it, still it, Atlantis so did. Loved. It, it, it it's got a cult following, kind of like um. Not like a Nightmare Before Christmas, which didn't necessarily bomb, but it has that following. Right. But here's how bad Atlantis did at the box office. The submarine ride at Disneyland, before they did the layover to Finding Nemo submarine voyage, the, the first idea was to turn it into an Atlantis The Lost Empire ride. And then that movie bombed and it changed Disney's plans. And then just a couple of years later, 
here comes Finding Nemo for Pixar. And then a few, you know, a few more years go by and they're like, okay, Finding Nemo it is. Right. So which it, ultimately was probably better for the park. Yeah. That, so that so that's what was interesting. Yeah. Um, so um, this is something that uh, that just broke yesterday or the day before. I think it was yesterday. Um, that you actually had in your pocket before the writer of this series announced it before I was you so could nab it. I was so upset. Uh, per- Percy Jackson. Yeah, Percy Talk Jackson. Yeah, Percy Jackson series officially in the works for Disney Plus. I had this scoop. Um, I had also heard Hulu was if you in the check mix. on his Twitter. He had it. You can yeah. see a screenshot. Yeah, who? I heard Hulu was in the mix because they wanted to go a little more dark with it, like the books. Um, sadly, they did go Disney Plus, which is fine. I love Disney Plus, and I I want this they just series need more content. Yeah, it, and this is important. That, and I'm glad that the director. Or excuse me, the author of the series was the one to announce it. So yeah, good for him. I, you know, you know, that's he awesome. posted like he's on Word document, like from, <laughs> from Microsoft Office. He's like, okay, Percy Jackson. I'm like, why don't you use like Final Draft or something to yeah. script? I don't know, but it did say outline. I don't know. Yeah, so I this just, is going to pick this. Will this series will be more faithful to the actual books? They are looking for a kid ages 12 to 14 to play a 12 year old. Good. Um, so no Logan Lerman folks, no, uh, Alexandria Daddario and no Brandon T. Jackson. Um, each season will be one book. So season one will be the lightning thief. Uh, season two will be the next book and so on and so forth. It's, it's kind of like how, uh, Netflix did a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. And then, uh, Rick, uh, Riordan, is it Riordan? Riordan? I, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm pronouncing sure Once again, Rick, I know you are also a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> So I am sorry that I butchered your name, but I love your work. Hey, Johnson, can you just hop off this for a second? So, sorry. Since we're talking about Percy Jackson, maybe I can do this early. I'm going to ask you. I'll, I'll give you the go ahead, um, maybe to uh, to do this. But Rick is actually writing the pilot episode for the Percy Jackson series. Mm-hmm. My rumor of the week actually has to do with Percy Jackson. Um, should we share that or should we wait? Um. Because you have a couple, right? Or is it was it just that one? That was your rumor. Uh, I I do have a couple, but I didn't know if I wanted to drop two on the podcast mm. today. But we can we could totally drop two on the podcast. Well, well, this is what I just, I mean. Let's drop your your the most one the the most one one of my five. Um, let's drop the one that you're most excited about at the end. So we can talk uh, uh, talk about it, the scoop for Percy Jackson. So so you want to just do two today? Yeah, we'll just do the one you're most excited. If this is a nonchalant scoop, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking, but the big scoop should be at the end. Okay, so let's talk about the okay, Percy Jackson scoop. Rick is actually writing the pilot episode for Percy Jackson, but from what I have heard and what I'm hearing from our sources... Oh, I already know where you're going with this. Is that Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame writers Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely... Ooh. are in talks to write the rest of the series. So the writer, Rick, is writing the pilot. He's writing the pilot. Yeah. But these guys would take control of the rest? They, w- they would write the rest of the series with Rick uh, on board as an executive producer, well, possibly yeah. showrunner. Um, really? Yeah. It, so That seems odd to me. It, 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 so it does sound odd. But who better to bring on to your series that could be 
not on par with Harry Potter, yeah. but you know that that Harry Potter style. It's the closest thing to a Harry Potter series as we're gonna get with Percy Jackson. It's got well, the as following. Far as, like, the, it's got it, the following, the history, the the action, the drama, the. Yeah. It's that young adult. But what I'm talking about is like the writer versus uh, the uh, pop culture uh, re- revival. Is, is that a right word? Not revival. I mean, um, but just basically to put it on like the big screen or just basically in front of our eye holes. Um, I mean, J.K. Rowling was very, very close to her projects. And even she's writing the screenplays to Fantastic Beasts. So having him close, Rick. Uh, what's his last name? I couldn't even pronounce it that good. Okay. Just call him well, Rick. Rick. Everyone knows who Rick is. Yeah. Rick, who wrote the series, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Um, having, having him close to production and having him, you know, making his, his, like, taking his word and his notes, that's, that's going to be the reason why this series does so well. Right. Because I don't think he had that type of power for the Logan Lerman ones, right? Or was he no, just an executive he, producer he, for the, for the I, hell of it? I think he didn't have that much involvement on the movies at all, actually. See, I think that was why. all, I think it was all studio. Because driven. it only got one movie, right? There wasn't a sequel. There, there was two movies. There was the lightning thief. And then there was the second one, which I don't even remember what it was called, but, but it didn't everybody reprise office. Everyone reprised. Oh, that should tell you how forgettable that movie was. Yeah. So, um, so I'm excited. So yes, uh, McFeely and Marcus for Percy Jackson uh, writing the rest of the series. That's a very strong possibility. Super excited to see where we go with that. That is our first little rumor. It's episode two. Why not give you two? So let's jump yeah, into our not? second topic, which I I love, love, love this Disney Plus series. Um, Derek, why don't you talk about it? Yeah, we were actually supposed to get into it last week, but there was so much news that dropped especially for like different uh, for different movies and different, different uh, Disney plus. I was going to say Disney, Disney plus series. Um, <clears throat> so one of our head writers, his name is Josh Sharp. He actually, he's our interview guy. So if we have anybody on the podcast, which we're trying, we're trying, what about dude, Cleo Thomas would totally come on the podcast. We got to get him. We got to get him subscribed. If you guys to want Cleo Thomas on the podcast, let us know. He played Zero in uh, in Hole, starring Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I'd love to. Which get is him. one of my favorite movies of all time. So, um, yeah, why not? But we're we're working on it. And but Josh, he's been killer at our interviews. He interviewed uh, Skyler. Help me out. No, Disney legend Jody Benson, who voiced a part which we talked story and you know Ariel and the little. Mermaid. Yeah, we um, talked briefly about that last week. Yeah, yeah, he uh, interviewed Christopher and Elise uh, Willis. They were the songwriters for the new Mickey Mouse song for right. the new attraction at Walt Disney World. Uh, he interviewed Leslie Kay, who is the founder of Disney Bound and Cakeworthy. Um, Dan Lanigan. Um, That's actually got, who we're going to start. Yeah, he uh, he's set up an interview. I'm, I'm not going to tease it because it's still way too early, but he's got another big interview with a Disney historian. That's a nice little hint for you. And this is the first time I'm hearing about it. You've actually heard about it. You just don't know too much about the guy. Never mind. Uh, but Derek, go on with the latest interview. Okay, so uh, so I actually started watching the series after we got the interview. And uh, Dan Lanigan is a... What was that? Oh, my dad is printing something out. That is lovely for this podcast. 
That's okay. Okay. So anyway, he's probably going to come up here. Is he printing something else? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, um, Dan Lanigan, he is a, uh, he's a prop collector. And he, he's a very, very serious prop collector. Very serious. And it's not just Disney, right? He collects a lot of different stuff. Or yeah, his love, he, he collects a lot of like props, specifically wardrobe is his, his thing. Um, but I right. think Disney is like his number one love. Yeah, that's what I thought. But we got an interview with him. And if you guys haven't seen Disney Plus's prop culture, oh my gosh. If you guys love behind the scenes and seeing how movies are made and just... Um, just different props for movies. Cause I know if we go to, uh, you and me have been to Warner brothers together with our, uh, when we were with our old company. Uh, oh, so fun. It was so fun. That was the day that the Aquaman and Shazam trailer dropped, which was awesome. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. We were writing the stories day. as we were in line. Oh, cause we went during comic con. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. We skipped yeah, comic con cause we got invited to Warner brothers. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So uh, we did the tour, which was really cool. We saw the Full House house. We saw a lot of Shameless stuff. Yeah. It was you know, uh, La La, we saw La Land. Batmobiles, La La Land, which is one of my Lots favorite. Of wardrobe. It's probably my favorite movie ever. Yeah. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. We saw uh, all the DC stuff. That was right when Justice League dropped. Yeah. And what's funny is like Dan Lanigan, like we're looking at this stuff, checking this stuff out, getting to hear about this stuff. And Dan Lanigan, who hosts prop culture for Disney Plus, which is awesome. Hope we get a season two. Um, he actually gets to buy this stuff. He, he oh, yeah. finds this stuff and owns it in his house. It's like he has his own little Warner Brothers studios in so, his room, in yeah, his house. But he's so well known for his, <laughs> his prop culture. Not even gonna, not even gonna shy away from that pun. Um, I love he it. gets to go to the Disney archives and that should tell you like his relationship with Disney is like, if anything goes up on auction, who do you think they're going to call first? Oh, it's going to be Dan Lanigan. Yeah, it's going to be Dan Lanigan. Yeah, it was a great interview. Uh, we have a couple more in the works here. We're, we're yeah. continuing to do our interviews. You guys can check it out on the website. And check out Prop Culture on Disney+. Plus. Please do. Yeah, it's it's something uh, we're exci- we love, and we're excited if they can get yeah. a second season out of it. Yeah, Lanigan is talking your favorite about, movies. Yeah, yeah. So if you read the article, Dan Lanigan talks about like um, future seasons that he wants to wants to tackle. It was uh, what's one example? Uh, uh, he said Flight of the Navigator was Flight one. Navigator. Uh, Pete's Pete's Dragon, Pete's I believe, Dragon. was another That's one. That's what I was going to talk about. And then Mary, no, he already did Mary Poppins. Uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, which they need Ooh, to do. Edward Scissorhands, too, is what he was talking about, which would be awesome. And maybe a couple of Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. I'm hoping he can. There's a lot of stuff they can do with this series. The, yeah, this is a long interview. We ex- we we highly recommend you go to the website and look up the Dan Lanigan interview. It's you know, it's it's a super long interview. It's a really good interview. Uh, we're very happy that uh, Josh was able to get that nailed down and done. Yeah. And we appreciate you, Josh. Yeah. Um, so lastly, what we want to talk about um, is probably some just kind of just kind of piggybacking off of last week, how we were talking about Karen Gillan with Red and uh, how we didn't quite know. Uh, Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp's role in the, in the Pirates reboot. Um, there was actually uh, the producer of Pirates of the Caribbean actually spoke out and kind of gave us some clarifications. Scott, do you want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, like we said, we dropped an uh, 
kind of exclusive story on Pirates of the Caribbean re- reboot that was centered on a female lead. Um, but we weren't 100% sure on Johnny Depp's role. Well, it looks like we got a little more insight from Jerry Bruckheimer, who's a super producer. He produced all the Pirates movies. He's produced the National Treasure movies. He's a producer on the new Top Gun movie that's coming out later this year. Uh, the, the Bad Boys franchise. So this is Jerry Bruckheimer. He's a huge name in the business. And when uh, our friends at Collider were able to interview Jerry Bruckheimer and when asked about uh, Jack Sparrow's return, they said the one we're developing right now, we're not quite sure what Johnny's role is going to be. So we're going to have to see. And that's end quote. Now, the big thing is right here is they've already written the script for the Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. If Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow returns, it would have to either be a small role or a cameo role because they've already written the script. And if they don't know where he fits in right now, then it, it it's not a shoehorn in starring role. It's, it's, it just doesn't happen that way. No, if they're trying to get a new lead. Yeah. Having the old lead show up would kind of fill some seats. Yeah. I, I have no issue with the Jack Sparrow character. My thing has always been is it's, it's become so tired. He, yeah, he's, he's worn out. Yeah. He, um, I'm a drunk, bumbling pirate making jokes. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I don't mind that as a place at the right time for not to get killed. Yeah. It, I don't mind that as a supporting character, but as the main star of your franchise, the Jack Sparrow character was a supporting character in the first film. Like it was all centered on Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden they shifted gears and they put it all on Jack Sparrow, which I love the character. Like I said, I like for the most part most of the movies. Uh, I love I mean, the third. They reconstructed a whole ride for this. It, yeah, exactly. So we, we have no issue with Johnny Depp. Any any of his issues uh, behind the scenes is his business, not yeah, our you business. Have to separate the artist from the. Uh, In this case, yes, the art from the artist. Exactly, and that's none of our business. And we're not TMZ, so we don't want to get into that. So we're getting into the character and for the, you know, we love the Jack Sparrow character. He's, you know, he, but he's become tired. And I think you need to breathe fresh air into this franchise if you want it to continue to succeed the way it is. Um, because let's face it, the fifth and latest movie that came out in 2017 didn't make a billion dollars. It, it, it was, I fell asleep during it. It wasn't a flop, but it didn't make nearly as much as the, you know, first four films. It's getting worn out. So what I like is Craig Mazin, who is the Chernobyl creator. He teamed up with Ted Elliott, who wrote the previous uh, Pirates films. They wrote the new uh, Pirates of the Caribbean reboot script. Super excited for that. Um, as, as far as we know, it's a hundred million dollar plus budget. It's not going to be a Disney Which plus series. To do. Yeah. Oh, of course. And uh, yeah, so we don't know when this will come out. Uh, I'd expect news to start dropping later this year, maybe August, September, even later in the year. Uh, right now they're looking for a director. So fingers crossed they can bring in a good director for the reboot. James Bangled. If he wasn't doing Indiana Jones, <laughs> I'd actually think that's yeah. brilliant. So brilliant. All right. So guys, that's, that's, that'll do it for the, uh, for the week. It, it wasn't as such, it wasn't a powerful week like it was last week, but there was some pretty good news that, that come out, that came out. Um, but stuff that we didn't really get into was, uh, Disney plus picking up clouds from Warner brothers. Um, you know, some, some very, Choice words from Bob Chapek. Yeah, from Bob Chapek. Chapek? 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 Chapek. Uh, CEO. Um, 
but I mean, we basically went into the stuff that we and Scott was going to talk about anyway, because we were going to talk about it. And we're like, no, wait, wait for the podcast. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Exactly. Uh, but now it's time for the rumor of the week. Scott, take it away. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of rumors I have on my plate. Do you know which one I wanted to talk about? I know it started with HM and I'm hoping that's the one you were going to pick. Ah, you know what? Let's do it. Haunted Mansion. I knew it. Haunted Mansion. Yes, the Haunted. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. So yeah. This is fun. So the obviously we've known for a long time that you know Guillermo del Toro uh, signed on to direct a Haunted Mansion reboot film for the Walt Disney Studios with Ryan Gosling attached to star uh, as the main character. As far as we know, it's centered on the Hatbox Ghost, or at least the Hatbox Ghost plays a prominent role in that script that they were writing. Which they just reintroduced to the Haunted Mansion maybe like, what, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, uh, it might have been even shorter than that, but yeah, you're you're 100% right on that. They just recently introduced. Um, here's what I'm hearing on the project now. Guillermo del Toro it will stay on as an executive producer on the project, but they are actively looking for a new director right now. Okay. I don't. Is Ryan Gosling still attached? Ryan Gosling has signed off on the project. Dang it! Yeah, so it's going to get retooled. It's going to have a new director, new star. Uh, they want to go dark but uh, family friendly. Think Monster House or Coraline kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, Guillermo del Toro, his, you know, his, he's gotten so busy. He's got, he's got multiple projects he's overseeing and directing. So Haunted Mansion, sadly, which was a passion project of his, is going on the back burner as a director, but he's still on board as a producer and they are actively looking for a new director on Haunted Mansion right now. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, so that does it for a second episode. Uh, we, we thank, thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for subscribing. And I just want to go through our producer list again. Uh, this episode was was very, very... <laughs> Where am I going with uh, That didn't make sense. Um, this episode was produced by Elliot Bullock II, Eric Nova, and Brian Griebel. Brian Griebel. Brian, we'll learn your last name. Yeah. soon enough so elliot eric and brian and we be on the lookout guys, yeah be executive on. producers we wouldn't be here without them yeah. just want to give them a second shout out so exactly be on the lookout on the website this week we'll make sure your names and social media are on a special patreon page on the website and we will get your shirt sizes as soon as we find yeah we'll out get all that information the artwork we're working on for the shirts so we're thinking about you guys we appreciate you share this podcast with your friends share our patreon let them know of all the cool perks we're offering and uh, don't forget to uh Check out the website, thedizinsider.com. Check us out on social media at The Diz Insider. Our team is working very hard. We are going to have some of our writers and some of our uh, creative team on the show in the future. Yep. And uh, we look forward to speaking with them very soon. And uh, for that, Derek, where can people find you on social media? Well, my only public one is Twitter. And you can find me at... So, like, like whenever, whenever I talk, I always sound so flenny. So, so I'm trying to, like, swallow. Okay, hold on. Uh, you guys can find me at... <laughs> oh, what a way you guys to can find episode. me at at the Derek Cornell on Twitter. 
Perfect. You can find me at Skyler Schuler on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to check out the DizInsider.com. Thank you again. Yeah. And we have YouTube coming very, very, oh, yeah. very soon. So excited. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate it. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.